as you can kind of tell behind me, I don't have anything up on my walls anymore. And that's because I am planning on leaving Oregon in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to kind of give a rundown of the things that, well, are good and bad about living in Oregon. And so I think this is really going to be big for people that are trying to move here or that want to visit here, setting those expectations up. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're considering relo- relocating to Oregon for work or a change of scenery, it's just important to know some of the things that you're going to be getting into before you start making the move. And so that's what this this episode's going to be. We're going to look at some of the pros and cons of living in Oregon and then including the ones that made me end up moving. And to be honest with you, I've wanted to move out of Oregon probably for the last four years or so. And now it's finally happening. So I'm super pumped about that. But so if you're thinking of making Oregon your new home, this is going to be a great talk for you to listen to. And I'm not going to hold back on the old on Oregon. (laughs) So that's what you are going to hear. Let's get into first with the pros of Oregon. One of the first things that people move to Oregon for, right, is the natural beauty of everything that Oregon has to offer. Now, it's got everything from mountains in the Cascades, it's got high desert in the east side, and then it's also got the coast to the west side. So you can theoretically be, I mean, be more realistic to be on the coast and in the mountain in the same in the same day. So that's pretty cool. Mount Hood is awesome. I love Mount Hood. There's a ton of things to do on there, especially if you're into like backcountry skiing and stuff like that. Like you can really find a lot of nooks and crannies around there that really make Hood interesting. The we'll get into like some of the other snowboarding and stuff like that a little bit later, but which I'm going to make a note of real quick. So yeah, Hood's cool. I would say though that my favorite areas around Oregon is definitely the central, central Oregon. So around Bend and around that area and then also into eastern Oregon. Those would be my favorite areas right there. I just love the high desert. I love the the expansive views. And then if you were going to be camping or exploring anywhere, I would definitely recommend the Eagle Cap Wilderness, which is kind of towards the Idaho border. Absolutely amazing. Love that place for Oregon. Now, the second thing that's awesome about Oregon is it's got a plethora of outdoor activities to do, obviously, with the mountains and things like that around. So you have hiking, skiing, fishing, hunting, rafting. So really good for nature lovers. I mean, that's kind of what drew me here in the first place. And you're also very close to Washington State if you're kind of in the Portland area anyway. So it's a, it's a, well, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but it's a little, you can just get into Washington state there and you have all of that, which I think to me, Washington state is actually one of the most underrated states in the U S absolutely phenomenal place up there. The North Cascades are amazing. I think it's a huge sleeper. It's just kind of out of the way of nowhere. And then also it really interesting too, is Oregon Right outside of Portland, actually, there is this place called Forest Park. And Forest Park is basically a park in the middle of the city. It's a huge park. Like, you get lost in there when you're hiking. But it's a huge hiking area where you can go in there and you can hike, trail run, whatever. And it's, like, right to the west side of the city. It's it's really actually pretty cool, like, what they did there. 
preserving that whole entire area. So that's something that's actually really cool that I appreciate about, about Oregon in general, which is just being sustainable like that. And which would be my next one, which would be like, yeah, so they're a little bit more green and stuff, right? Like they really push like biking and things like that, which I enjoy. I think that it's, it's good to protect natural resources. I think that if you can ride a bike instead of taking a car, like why not? I've been riding my bike for the last year now, actually, after going on these bike packing trips and it's been great. You get to save money on gas. You feel like you're reducing <laughs> some pollution. So I do like that kind of general thinking about Oregon. And then most people are pretty friendly here, I would say, especially, you know, when you're driving, things like that, they'll let you in, merge into traffic. They'll let you cross in the crosswalks. People are pretty nice about all of that type of stuff. So very friendly people and, you know, probably on par with, I, I wouldn't say exactly where I'm from, like in the Midwest, but yeah, friendly, friendly enough people. I think if if you're if you're looking to move here, now I ended up moving here back in 2014. So I've been here for almost nine years, and I moved here back in May of 2014. And one of the things I saw before moving to Oregon was there. Every time I would check the weather, it would be just rain, 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 and I was like, "There's no way that that is possible." Like that it's, it's raining that constantly there. And let me tell you, it 100% is possible. That's exactly what happens in Oregon constantly, especially if you're on the West side of the coast. But my, I was 21 around this age and I didn't really have a concept of what the West was coming from the Midwest. I almost, I kind of thought everything in the, on the West in the Western United States was like the same thing, kind of like high deserty type things like that, like Colorado. But I was very much wrong <laughs> when I ended up getting to Oregon and living in what is called the Valley, which to just describe where I live is you have the, you basically have the Pacific ocean, you have coastal mountains, you have then the Valley, and then you have the Cascades and then you have Eastern Oregon. So we're kind of in that like, obviously the valley. So <laughs> that kind of leads me into the cons of living in Oregon and, and really the main reasons why I am now going to be moving out of there after nine years. Number one is the rain. And it's really interesting because you talk to any native Oregonian and they really don't seem bothered at all by the rain. It's more of the people that are out of staters. So me being in the Midwest, a lot of times I got asked, well, you, you should probably like the winter here a lot more in Oregon than you do in the Midwest. And I was like, no, actually, like, <laughs> yeah, it was cold in the Midwest, but here it's like cold, mild, mildly cold, but raining constantly and just like gray, just gray all of the time, like for nine months out of the year, it's gray. And actually, let me back up real quick because one of the one of the things that would be a pro for Oregon is that they do have really awesome summers. Like not a cloud in the sky. There's no monsoon season. There's no storms you have to worry about or anything like that. Being off the mountain by twelve or one p.m. There's none of that in Oregon. Actually, awesome. Thank you for the thumbs up there. By the way, in the chat, thank you. 
So the, the, the summers are actually really amazing. And that's, I, that's really why I think a lot of people live here is because of the summers. But anyway, but the rain is a real thing, especially if you are on more of the Western side of the Cascade mountains. Ah, thanks. My, oh, my, my bro. I'm going to have to catch up with Brett after this, by the way, I haven't talked to him for a while. So yeah, the left side of the Cascades is where I live. And that's more of, that's like the Portland area and stuff like that. That's where a lot of the rain is going to be. If you're on the, if you're in kind of the, if you're on the east side of the Cascades, which is like three fourths of Oregon actually, but most people don't live over that way. More people live on the, on the west side. That place doesn't get as much precipitation. And that's more high deserty. And so if I was to live anywhere in Oregon, that's where I would live. But anyway, I ended up here. But everything they say about the rain is 100% true. And if you've never had seasonal depression before, be prepared for seasonal depression if you are coming from somewhere that's sunny. That this is probably this is the probably one of the biggest cons that is getting me out of Oregon is just it's just the rain. And if it's not raining, it's just gray and just cold and like, it's weird. And I was actually just talking to my fiance the other day and I was like, man, the way the weather looks right now, which was just gray and dreary and like kind of spitting rain. I was like, that's how I feel inside. <laughs> and so it like, it really makes, it really screws with your head. And it's really interesting because when you eventually see sun, it's like you're on drugs. I mean, you literally are a different person totally a different person when you finally get out of that rain and out of that gray skies and you get some sun on you. One of the things that I have to do is take vitamin D and I would recommend anybody that's moving here. Definitely. You have to start supplementing with that. I don't do it in the summer because there is a lot of sun, but definitely during like the nine months of rain. Yeah. And then in the last, not to beat a dead horse on this, but the last two years, including this year. And then the last year, there really hasn't been a spring at all. It's just been just rain. That's it. And like last year, what I'm thinking is going to happen this year, which was last year in June, it finally just switched to summer. And then it, we just had summer. So, and that was like mid June, but there was no spring. And so that's, and then you talk to any native Oregonian and they're like, yeah, that's kind of how the weather patterns usually were here that's like typical. So I guess like the decade that I kind of lived here, it was more atypical. So that's not, that wasn't good to hear for me. And so where I live, it has about 151 days of sun a year. And that U S average is like 205 or something. So it's way below average. And which makes me kind of think like, why the heck did I live here? <laughs> why did I pick this place to live? But again, I was just ignorant. I didn't, I didn't have any concept of what I wanted in a city or anything. It was just when I moved here, it was just like, I want to be in the Western United States. I want to get out of the Midwest. I want to be in the Western United States. So that's kind of what, what happened for me. Now, the second con to, uh, well, one of the things too, about Oregon's mild climate is that the, well, one good thing is that we get a lot of snow in the mountains typically. The bad thing about that is that the snow kind of sucks as in it's like, they call it cascade concrete. So you really, 
powder days are kind of far and few between here because it doesn't really get that cold even in the mountains. So like the, the snowpack is super dense. It's super watery. And oftentimes it can be raining at the same time. And so you kind of have to contend with not as much powder. You will get like a lot of snow levels typically, but like it's just not that good of like that Rocky Mountain powder. That was one of the first things that I realized when I came over here was just like it wasn't the same type of snowpack. The one good thing with that is that avalanches are typically less frequent because it's a more consolidated, more dense snowpack. But if you're really big into skiing or snowboarding, especially at the resorts, like you're going to be a little bit disappointed about what the snowpack looks like. The other thing too is like I thought Oregon was comparable to Colorado in form of snowboarding and things like that. And it's not at all Oregon. I would say the best place to, to snowboard in Oregon is in Mount bachelor where you basically have a 360. You can ride the whole 360 mountain basically in a circle, because if you got to think, you think about it, like most of the mountains in Oregon that you're going to be snowboarding at they are volcanoes. So you're just snowboarding on like one aspect of them. So like with Timberline, it's the South aspect with, with Mount Hood Meadows, it's the east aspect. So it's just like a lot of runs that are, there are a lot of vertical runs, but there's not like a lot of runs, if that makes sense. When you're in Colorado, you, you know, you go to Keystone and you're like, go, you're banging out all these different peaks that you can go to or Breckenridge. It's like, it's a huge, it's a massive area to ski. So really, I mean, kind of subpar, I mean, it's, oh, it's better than the Midwest for sure. But like, I would say subpar kind of skiing as well here. All right. Now the second thing is traffic. So I mentioned earlier that you're close to Washington state if you're in the Portland area and which is great. However, if you're going to be leaving basically on any afternoon or even on Friday or Thursday to try to get there, you're going to be adding another hour onto your trip. So traffic through Portland is super bad. If you're trying to get to Washington, you have to go through Portland. So always add another hour to your trip. I've recorded myself like in the middle of these traffic jams where I'm just like, this is exactly why I don't like living here. <laughs> so make sure you know that it's the same thing too. If you're going to the mountain though, on Mount hood, uh, I, I forget the highway name, but if you're going to, the mountain opens at like 9am, you have to be there. I mean, you have to be there by like six or 7am if you don't want to hit any traffic at all. Otherwise it's going to be bad. And the traffic, oh my gosh, like the traffic back, then like leave at least an hour and a half early from closing. If you're doing the resort or if you're backcountry skiing, make sure you have to be gone by like 2.30 PM. Otherwise you're going to be in the whole mess of cars that are coming back into Portland. So just be aware of all of that stuff. Your, your travel times are going to be times two than, than what you know, what it would show on Google maps at the time. You're probably pulling it up. Okay, so then three is going to be the landscape. <laughs> okay. Like I said, before moving to the Western United States, I thought I kind of thought everything was the same because I really had only visited Colorado and a couple other places, and it was all kind of high deserty stuff, which I love. Love the big vistas. But, again, specifically when you're on the west side of Oregon, you are going to be in basically what's called the Green Tunnel. And that was kind of a, a, a term I heard from people on the PCT. And what they said was even, and this is when they go up through the Cascades in Oregon, it's just a green tunnel. And so it's just like, you don't have any, you can't really see either side. There's just trees everywhere, which is great for a day. But 
I love vistas. I love seeing far away. I like seeing the sky, I like seeing all that. And you just can't do that anywhere from, again, the middle of the Cascade Crest to the west. Every hike basically almost like looks the same to me because you're just in this dense canopy of trees and stuff. So for me, it got old super quickly. And it's just something that I I would rather be in a high desert type area that you can see a long way and stuff like that. Like I said, I mean, basically every hike looks the same when you're from the Cascades to the West, which, which kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I like variety. So now number four is this one. I might get some kickback for this one. I don't know, but this is, I'm just expressing my opinion on this. So I am, so I'm a, I would consider my political status as a moderate. There's definitely things from the blue side that I agree with. And there's definitely stuff from the red side that I agreed with. And I would say I would lean more towards being a libertarian basically, which to my understanding is just like not a lot of government interference. I like that. But for me, Oregon is very, is too much liberal for me and which I kind of believe, which I know has, has resulted in the next point, which would be, there is a lot of homelessness and there's a lot of crime. And this has, this wasn't the case when I moved here in 2014, this has gotten progressively worse. And the way I know that it's also gotten worse is not only just me seeing it with my two eyes and then you see it on the news everything about portland on the news is is very much true uh, and i would i would uh, i would bet that most people that live here would agree with that unfortunately but it's not only that but it's it's people that i would encounter on through hikes and i would tell them where i was from like oh yeah i'm like an hour south of portland or something like that and they every single one of them would be like oh man that used to be a great city i visited xyz year and man it's really changed and i'm like yeah it really has. And so basically what happened in Oregon and Portland is that they're there. And I was really, uh, I was more affected by this because I used to work in the criminal justice system. And what I used to do was, was do cognitive behavioral therapy for people on parole and probation. And so I would teach them basically just better ways to think and help them reintegrate into society. So I saw this like on and on two different levels, but in a couple of years ago, they passed a law decriminalizing small amounts of basically hard drugs. And so what would normally be putting basically someone on probation or put them in jail, they were now just giving like petty fines or something like that, or, or not, or basically looking the other way. And so what I can tell you from my nine years of working in the criminal justice system and, and dealing with these types of people is that enabling them by doing things like that usually only makes things worse. And so I've seen with my two eyes just countless times where there's parents of grown men and women where they would be into hardcore drugs or something like that. And oftentimes they would be, you know, their parents would be letting them sleep at their house, would be giving them money or whatever, basically enabling the whole behavior, which would then perpetuate it further, unfortunately, because they didn't really have any, they didn't really have any motivation to get better really. And we would offer them treatment. We would offer them everything, which was what this whole decriminalization thing was for. But if they're not ready to change, you can't force them. So 
Yeah. Unfortunately, like, I mean, if you look at just some facts, like I pulled up some stuff before getting up here was like, according to the LA times, unfortunately, like homicides have tripled in the last three years in Portland. I mean, there's all, I mean, you, every time you turn on the news, there's some kind of something, some kind of shooting going on. Unfortunately, fatal drug o- overdoses have doubled between 2019 and 2021 across Multnomah County, which is Portland and the fentanyl, all of that's been really bad. And that was bad even when I was working in the criminal justice system as well. So basically a lot of people have moved away that actually Uh, I was looking there after decades of growth, the city's population dropped in 2021 by 1.7%. And that's no, I mean, every time I go to Portland, I really rethink like, do I, is whatever I need in Portland, is it worth going there? Because it's scary. It's scary to go to Portland. Like there's areas you don't want to go there. Uh, I had a past roommate that I used to live with. And his dad was from Germany, older, older guy used to be a professor. And he said, he used to say Portland was his favorite city. And now he, last time he visited a couple of years ago, he's like, I'm never coming back here. I get it. I mean, you walk around and yeah, you just, you have to experience it for yourself. It's, it's, it's pretty scary. So anyway, that comes to the next thing, which is it's expensive to live in Oregon. Housing costs post pandemic have skyrocketed. You're looking at 522,000 to live in Portland. You're looking at 450K to live where I live in terms of housing, buying a house. So same with rents. Rents are a lot of money here as well. I mean, we're paying, I think, 1600 for this two bedroom place. It's a lot of money. Along with that, you're getting taxed pretty tough. There's some pretty good taxes here. State income tax, you're looking at around 9%. That's coming out of your paycheck every single week that you're getting paid or every single biweekly, monthly or whatever. It's a 9% tax. And you're also getting a transit tax on top of that as well, which is a lot less than 9%. But, you know, there's a lot of taxes here. Also, the gas is taxed. So to my understanding, uh, well, I well, I know this, but gas is typically like 70, I would say probably 75 cents higher or so than the national average. Whenever gas prices were spiking, you know, earlier in 2022, we were looking at, I mean, we were well over five for sure. Like we weren't California prices, but like we're, we're definitely below Cal, we're definitely below California prices, but above national average prices by quite a bit. So we're in like that middle tier there, but yeah, gas is typically quite expensive here. Next thing would be wildfire smoke. So basically every single year that I've lived here, there's been some sort of smoke that infiltrates the area from some large fire. And typically these large fires are coming from the Cascades. These fires are obviously typically on like public land, things like that. But if it's not in Oregon, it's typically you're getting smoke from Canada, Washington state or California. So even if it's not in Oregon, you're getting smoke from some other area. In 2020, actually, was the worst I've ever seen. That was we had three large wildfires in the Cascades that basically combined. And for about over a week, it was I remember this. I remember going on a walk and I was it was blue skies. And then all of a sudden you just saw like it was like it looked like a layer of clouds, but it was like actually smoke. 
and that smoke came and just engulfed where I lived for a week. I mean, it looked like the apocalypse. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. It looked like the apocalypse. We had to work. I used to work. I used to run inside. I used to work out and stuff like that outside when it was nice out in the summer. We had to shut the garage, work out like that. We bought, you couldn't get air filters because they were all getting bought up. So we made our own air, air filter by taking an air filter from a Oh, some from uh third. I don't know what the heck it was from. We basically put a filter on a fan and that's how we did our filters. Cause like it was seeping through into our house. It was crazy. And so every year you're getting some type of wildfire smoke. It's usually the worst in June, July, August, usually September is actually the worst is around that area. So you're constantly, you know, end of August into September, you're usually looking at the air IQ or IQ now, and you're looking to see where can I go explore because of the, of the wildfire smoke. Now, hopefully this year, because we've got so much rain that, that, that won't be a problem, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. So then the other thing is, and one, one thing too, I wanted to talk about with going back to the rain real quick and the fact that it does lay down a lot of snow in the mountains and things. But if you are a backcountry skier or something, I mean, I've tried to go, <laughs> I've tried to go out and do this route for the last three weeks. And I, I couldn't because it's just constantly storming up there. So like, you're always running into that issue as well. So that's just kind of a backup there. All right. Now, another thing would be, so like how I said, I would, if I was to live anywhere in Oregon, it would be in Bend, Oregon or something around there, which I mean, good luck. It's super expensive again. So good luck with that. But what they recently did within the last couple of years, is they actually put permits in to permit areas now to basically recreate on. Now I understand that. I understand that, you know, having too many people in one area is not good for the environment and all that and all that kind of stuff. But they're permitting everything from day use to overnight use to if someone's hiking the PCT and doing a section hike, they're permitting all of that. And so you can buy these permits like in advance, like four months in advance, but who knows what the weather's going to be on that day. They're, they take away a lot of the randomness of just you going out and exploring whenever you want to. And that's one of the things that I, I don't appreciate because I like my freedom and autonomy when it comes to adventure or especially adventuring. So that's something that really bugs me. Like I said, I understand like limiting people and things, but I wish there was a better way that we could do that rather than just destroying the randomness of it's actually a nice weather day. I want to go, but I can't go onto this certain hike because I don't have a permit for it. I don't know. And maybe that's the libertarian in me, <laughs> right? So yeah. So now in a future episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reveal where I'm going to be moving. So just taking into account everything that I talked about here, I'm basically looking for the opposite of that. <laughs> especially one of the things is, is like, I have a really good map of like where I want to live, especially according to how much sun it gets. And it's because I just know that I'm in a better mood. I work better. I feel better. I'm just so much in a better mood when there's a lot of sun. And so something wherever I have to go now is going to be somewhere where there has to be a lot of sun. So as you can tell behind me, if you're watching on video, a lot of my gear off the walls go down and that's just because it's in boxes because we're getting ready to move at the end of the month. So I'll do another podcast on where we're going and what I think of it. 
things like that. But yeah, would love to know in the comments if you're thinking about moving to Oregon or even if you live in Oregon and agree or disagree with my assessments on it. Remember, this is just my opinion of a lot of this stuff. But yeah, I would love to hear your feedback. If you're on YouTube, please leave a like and subscribe. And if you're on Spotify, please give a follow and give that five-star rating. That would be awesome. But we will catch up with you for the next episode. Thanks, everybody.